0: There is a dark place, but I'm not going there. No, no, not on my way. There is a dark
1: place, but I'm not going there. No, no, not on I'm Jordan. And I'm Lex. And this is Still or Learn Parkour. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, welcome to a brand new year that's totally
0: feels super different than the last one. We're off to a great start.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But we're here. We We are here in 2021. This is our first episode of this year. I feel like we've said the word year a lot. Yeah, and but then if you had said 2021,
0: meaning. you would have, like, said it twice in one sentence. And this is so the first really 2021
1: no. of 2021. Yeah, no, this is 2021. How many years were in last year, though? So that's not actually an unreasonable marker of time. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, welcome back. This is uh new year, but the same ADHD podcast that you know and love. Maybe. I don't want to presume your feelings. <laughs> that you know exists.
0: <laughs> that you exist in the same realm as currently.
1: <laughs> and uh, we are glad to have you back with us. We're yeah. assuming you are if you're listening to this. Yeah. We're two adult people,
0: humans, most probably, anyways, <laughs> who have ADHD. That and we, we like, still do. Yeah, we still do. And we really like to talk about it with each other and on a microphone so that other people can hear our
1: voices. In the that's, public sphere. That's uh, what you are experiencing now. This oral cacophony is Jordan's voice. And you just heard Lex, same old co hosts, another year older. I speak, therefore I am podcast. Yep, that's how that goes. <sighs> I am become podcast.
0: Yeah. So yeah. we've done what? Descartes, Oppenheimer. Is that what? Who's that? Yeah. Oppenheimer? Yeah.
1: I can't name any more people. That's just the four of us.
0: <laughs> just the four of us. Do, we do, can make, make it,
1: it if we try. try. Just, the just, just the four of us. Um, me and you. Just me
0: and you. Just
1: four of us. You and Oppenheimer. Do you want to know?
0: Yes. How I know that song and how I first heard that song? I would love to, Lex. It was on an AMV of Naruto. <laughs> um and it was a mashup of lots of different songs.
1: What other songs were in there? What really can stand uh, up to that?
0: Okay, so I'm pretty sure it was called naruto Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you own someone. Like, <laughs> Great. Yeah. Already winning. And uh, it started with Helena by My Chemical Romance. <laughs> what? But then instead of... Like, because it was, started out super edgy and, like, yeah, dark. clearly. Because that's what a lot of AMVs did at the time. Okay. And then... They did the like, noise that um, <laughs> happens in, at least in the English dub of Naruto. <laughs> like when they do the cloning jiu-jitsu and, or cloning jitsu, jitsu, j- I don't know. When he does the clone thing, there's like a poo noise okay. and like they do that noise between each song. Great. And then it's like, oh, this is going to be a funny one and it is funny. And then there's like a point in the middle where... It's fine. We don't need to talk about this anymore. But that's the first time I ever (laughs) heard that song was in a Naruto
1: AMV. The brand continues to be strong with you. That's incredible. (laughs) That made my entire day. Oh, good. And it's 8.50 p.m. Central Time right now. So there's been a lot of day to make. So please know the weight of your Naruto experience
0: and how (laughs) dear it is to me. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> Lord.
0: Uh, oh, someone help me. Uh, anyways, hope I hope y'all are surviving and hanging in there. Mm-hmm. I, we are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hope y'all had some peaceful, restful, safe holidays. And if not, that's okay. I just applaud you for surviving, whether it's out of spite or love or just... Or a mix of both. Luck. Yes, right. who's to say... <laughs> Yeah, basically there's there's a lot happening. We know that. Yep. We are constantly aware of that. We sure are. But so this this is I think our attempt with this episode, at least to me, is to sort of take a beat, check out of that sort of reality mm-hmm. that we are technically corporeally beholden corporeally. to. Yeah, whatever. Uh what's what's the corporeally? Word? Corporeally. Is that a word? Well, because, like, it's corporeal. Yeah. So, corporeally. I think so. Corporeally. Why does that sound
1: corporeally. like. Corporeally. I know. I was about to say, why does that sound like I got a kind of pasta? Uh,
0: oh,
1: same brain cell. Yeah. So, we're doing a podcast. Yep. Doing a podcast. We're dipping our toe back in this uh, warm pool of audio. <laughs> and, uh,. Starting. <laughs> well, I didn't just mean like, it to be gross, I meant it to be like Soothing Yeah I think like
0: warm pool i mean, just like <laughs> imagining like, oh so someone just, like, just peed next to you in a pool <laughs> Unless you're a rich person who had like a temperature controlled pool
1: I was imagining like a bath which pool Which was a small temperature controlled pool Yeah but we can't both fit in a bathtub,
0: that'd be wild And while recording with this equipment Jordan, <laughs> how
1: irresponsible Dream bigger Imagine a big old bathtub <laughs> We're just in like a hamster ball Floating <laughs> <to Steam. laughs> just steam just, The mic is just like rolling around <laughs> On the bottom of it And we're like ah Oh man
0: Or like I-, I imagine in that situation I would just be like lying down As much as you can in a yeah. hamster ball And just be like you good? And then you'd be like ah Yeah I would be flailing And then I would just be like Cool, I'm gonna keep vibing. <laughs> I'm
1: just trying to chase the mic, and it keeps rolling in front of me. And I'm just like, <laughs> just laying there, catatonic.
0: Um,
1: that would be terrible audio.
0: Oh, but now I kind of want it to happen on like video at least. That'll be Patreon content. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Next on the list: giant hamster ball. <laughs> Ooh, okay.
1: Oh, um, goodness gracious. Uh,
0: shall we do a podcast? Yeah, we should. Let's do some good old escapism. Let's do it.
1: And what
0: are we podcasting about today, Lex? Escapism. That We're literally doing some good old escapism. We're going to talk about representation in media, specifically in relation to ADHD.
1: Heck yeah. We are not going to do an explanation of representation because much smarter people have talked about that, but we do have some characters who are ADHD we're gonna talk about, and some Mm -hmm. characters who we would like to be ADHD or think are ADHD. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think we'll probably also kind of touch on like the types. Yeah. The stereotypes that have been perpetuated by representation the blessing and the curse of that for sure yes and also should be noted when doing research for this episode apparently representation in media in a scholarly way often means people writing stuff about it in like the news mm-hmm. and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and like fancy highbrow people doing like op-eds on how Adderall is going to kill the brains of the youth because it's (laughs) overdiagnosed. And then the only other articles and think pieces are talking about the people who are being shitty about ADHD and really was a rabbit hole. So then zoomed back
1: out, took a different sort of tack. To pop back for a second, though, I just want to say to all of those people, okay, I understand if you're (laughs) worried about giving kids Adderall when they don't need it. But, like, trust me, you'll know. It's not like you're going to be, like, mumps into an Adderall prescription and be like, hmm, hmm, is this harming my child? Like, you'll know if they don't need Adderall pretty quickly. Yeah. So, chill. Yeah, well, and I think it also just really takes all of the
0: nuance out of medication and treatment in general, right? And especially when it comes to children who have their own thoughts and feelings but are also directly under, like, the power of Mm
1: -hmm. parents
0: and teachers and Mm -hmm. they have expectations and thoughts. And so it is just wild to me that there's people who are, like... I know there's several
1: people involved in this decision making, but there's too much of it happening anyways. I don't know any of you. So here's the decision I'm going to make for you. Yeah, basically. Anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. Yeah. But we're keeping the brand strong by getting off track really early.
0: Yes. And also keeping the brand strong, I would argue, by just dunking on people we've never met. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a a specialty, I would say, of mine. A, you are exquisite at it, my thank dear. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes I look at people like, say, like Chelsea Peretti. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. In what sense? In the sense of, like, mood. Yeah. Like that I am exquisite mm-hmm. and I am correct <laughs> about everything sort of energy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But also a little just like. And so I am but a small, beautifully groomed dog mm-hmm. on a velvet daybed who is being fed treats and being pet.
1: I love that journey for you. I really, really do.
0: Yeah, I lost the plot there a little bit, but my main I think I ended just... somewhere really
1: beautiful. Thank you. The Thank whole you. time I was just thinking about. Richard Dreyfus hunkered over eating dog food, so I kind of couldn't help you there. Cool. I was thinking about in um,
0: Oliver and Company, mm-hmm. the animated version mm-hmm. of <laughs> Oliver. Yeah, Oliver, but with cats. Well, a cat and then a bunch of dogs. Right. But there's the one dog who she's like the rich person's owner, owner, basically. That seems <laughs> yeah, like the that's dynamic. how cats work. Well, she's not a cat though. Uh, this one's a dog. Right. And it's the rich person's dog, and mm-hmm. it's more like she does own the person, not okay. the other way around. Yeah. It really does seem that way. But she, like, has a big circular, like, room, and it has, like, a spiral staircase, and it's, like, this whole, like, sh- like she almost looks like she's, like, a hotel heiress, but mm-hmm. she's a dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then her whole musical number is her, like, putting, like, eyeshadow on. and Just, like, like living the London Tipton dream? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And, like, she's kind of a dick. Great. And I do appreciate that. I
1: love that. But, um... Question for you. What's up? You know how it's been a thing lately to, like, turn Disney movies into Broadway musicals? Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Aristocats the musical, yay or nay? I think the
0: similarities to the horror of cats (laughs) is too close. I don't think anyone can do any sort of, like, cat-adjacent musical for at least another couple
1: millennia. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Not like we need more Disney musicals in this season. That's that's definitely what Broadway needs now. Okay. But how, you, how are you doing over there, bud? Great. Okay. Cool. Tony the Tiger, great. Great. Oh,
0: okay. Sorry. Right, cool, I'm good. Cool, I'm good. Cool, I'm cool, good. cool,
1: cool, cool, cool,
0: cool. Do you think Tony the Tiger has ADHD? Uh, I don't know, but I do know that I saw a giant uh Tony the Tiger mascot because mm-hmm. I grew up in southwest Michigan near Kellogg, so mm-hmm. of course, you know, when you're little, you go on, like, field trips and such to the Kellogg cereal factory stuff, and mm-hmm. there was a Tony the Tiger person in a big Tony the Tiger mascot costume. Mm-hmm. And I don't really remember if I was scared or not,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I do remember, in my recollection of it currently, I'm, like, you know? So I hope... <laughs> That if he has ADHD, he's getting, you know, whatever treatment he needs for yeah. it. But, like, otherwise, I'd rather not speculate yeah. about Tony the
1: Tiger. That's fair. Now that I, <laughs> just, I say it, I regret I mean, it. I like, it just felt
0: like he just seemed, like, gross.
1: Yeah, just, like, the general... Mascot aura? Yes. Yeah, it's, that's it's, fair. it's
0: not anything against Tony the Tiger as a character. It's mm-hmm. just, like, the only concrete experience I have with Tony the Tiger besides eating Frosted Flakes yeah. is a Tony the Tiger mascot. Sure, sure. Does that make sense? Hopefully we kind of got to the heart of it with that. Yeah, no, that you absolutely I mean? makes sense.
1: That absolutely tracks, and I understand, just kind of the deep-seated mistrust of mascots.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, and if he does have ADHD. Mm-hmm. I I think that he's probably probably in a good line of work. Yeah. For, well and also just like doing really well. Yeah. Like just helping kids. Yeah. Seems so to have a stable, steady job that he actually likes. He gets to like interact with a lot of people yeah. and yeah.
1: is very exuberant and uses that energy. Channels yeah.
0: it. Yeah, no. And like there's that one jingle. There's a jingle? Yeah, like, hey Tony. I don't know that. I realized as soon as I said that's all I remember of it, and I was like, I can't, <laughs> can't perform uh, it. We're sing more of that, Kellogg's. You gotta pay us first. <laughs> Just the hey Tony and dead silence for like two seconds. Oh, I hate the audio medium. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey
1: Tony, <laughs> Tony, answer me. <laughs>
0: Tony, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Tony? Tony, are you okay? Are you okay? You okay, Tony? Tony, you okay? You okay? This is the musical we need. You've been hit by, you've been struck by, a smooth frosted flake. Great! <laughs> <laughs> Great! Uh,
1: <laughs> Kellogg yeah. oh, we'll be expecting the check in uh four to six business days yeah come you're on. so
0: welcome come on Michigan I
1: know <laughs> I
0: know that
1: like the main celebrity we
0: have is Tim Allen we can do better help me get there with Tony the Tiger the musical oh god <sighs> featuring it's <laughs> michael jackson, jackson. <laughs> jukebox musical <about> Tony. <laughs> the- oh no oh no what a bad idea on all fronts like everyone's I'd like still... hey what sort of stereotypes and bad ideas do you have about like you know dudes who may or may not have, you know and then it's like oh mascots check uh, celebrities that have s- had some questionable life choices and mm-hmm. some
1: documentaries made about them. Mm-hmm. Check. I think I'd mm-hmm. still prefer that to the Aristocats musical, even if it's just yeah. to watch it crash and burn.
0: Yeah, I'm imagining sort of like the Spider-Man musical with Adam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can we put? Can we? Can we put radioactive back in? <laughs> a radioactive mashup with Michael Jackson's <laughs> Smooth Criminal Are <laughs> the trying Tony of... the Tiger on <laughs> the Frost of Lex radioactive <laughs> sponsored by <laughs> Kellogg.
0: I don't the think Imagine they want to sponsor Tricks. it if we're implying
1: that they're <laughs> seriously
0: <Thank laughs> Co-written and produced by
1: Imagine <laughs> and a wholehearted production company. <laughs>
0: She, like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, just, it hurts! It hurts so yeah. The old, that old bitch Kellogg, the one who uh, Graham crackers. <laughs> that, you know, it's that whole thing. Those Seventh Day Adventists, Ye- yeah, or whatever yeah, the yeah. F- yeah. Where they who like
1: eat, they're like eat corn flakes so you're to not, not horny. be horny.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> just look into the future. <laughs> Or up, who's to say? But like... <laughs>
1: legacy. What is a legacy? <laughs> Don't you see Tony? The tiger's <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> the list <laughs> <"P-lake"> on radio
0: It's a public service announcement
1: about nuclear waste. <laughs> 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 oh, East God. Washington. oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> now we're getting into, like, Mr. Burns a post-electric play territory, and this is this is too much. Oh, boy. Oh, um, Welp. Uh, the phone lines are open, producers. Don't wait. This idea is going to go quick. We'll see you next season. So quick.
0: You know what? <laughs> Who's our cast and crew
1: are- old frosted flakes <laughs> it's actually part of the contract you have to eat. I can't. we I all can't. stand in our like post show circle holding hands like passing the squeeze and except for that it's still like, passing around a box of frosted flakes and we <laughs> <laughs> I I'm
0: just need like there's a sorry I'm just imagining, like, you know how directors really like to make their stage manager and crew's lives how? super hard? Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining that <laughs> there's just... Every show ends with some sort of, like, mountain of frosted flakes getting dumped onto the stage.
1: <laughs> Sometimes... <laughs> Directed by Yuri Padosa. Oh,
0: uh, but you know what I mean though yes. and then like you just have the, you just see that like, super tired this crew just with the giant broom like mm-hmm. just sweeping them mm-hmm. into garbage bags where mm-hmm. they're gonna be taken and
1: used again <laughs> yes. for every show so for like two dusty weeks cornflakes.
0: but you know yeah. the people mm-hmm. and the
1: cats are probably just like eating handfuls of it anyways
0: yeah because they don't understand what Hygiene is in the crews, just like, well, I'm not gonna tell
1: them. <laughs> there kind of gets to a point where you just don't care, you're just like sustenance, anyways.
0: That's, fa- that's valid.
1: <laughs> um, I
0: who <laughs> so representation I don't know if Tony the Tiger has or does not have ADHD. <laughs> okay, well. So he's on the maybe list.
1: Some questions are are better unanswered, I suppose.
0: For now. For
1: now. Who is ADHD, though? Do you want to tell us? I would love to tell you about characters
0: that canonically have ADHD. I'm all ears. We got uh, characters like Barney from How I Met Your Mother, Tracy from 30 Rock, Styles from Teen Wolf, Jesus from The Fosters, Phil from Modern Family, Bart Simpson from The Simpsons, Juna McGuff from Juno. Nice. Alan from The Hangover, Gingerbread in Life is Funny, Uh, most of the Half-Bloods in the Percy Jackson series. All right. Uh, And there's a couple more. Okay. But Canonical ADHD is uh, short enough that I can read a list on the podcast, basically.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's not a lot. And uh, I do see a theme where it seems like the majority of those characters are male.
0: Yeah. Yep. Or, like, masculine-coded men-coded men coded Man-coded. man Men-coded. Men coded. Why does it sound coded like a
1: new... Coded in men. Coded men. I don't want mom Codemon.
0: Codemon? Codemon? Delicious. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of this is pretty rough. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> did you want me to touch on some characters that are not canonically ADHD, but sort of people often say they're coded
1: to have ADHD? Sure. And then we can get into, like, what... Coded means and yeah. what makes up that representation, but lay yeah. on me. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about like what
0: what we mean by like coded with ADHD specifically, but also I mean one thing that I would be curious to talk about with you mm-hmm. is like the sort of types of characters mm-hmm. that these seem to fall into.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, uh, but some of the more notable ADHD coded or ADHD stereotypical. Mm-hmm sort of characters that um and this isn't just Jordan and I being like, we think this. It's yeah. it's characters that people have talked about yes seeming like they have ADHD, but we don't have necessarily a canonical like they were diagnosed with ADHD and like you know. Right,
1: right. This but is a community
0: source. Yes, yes.
1: <clears throat> yes. For um, once it's not just us going off the shits. For once for now. Emma Woodhouse
0: from Emma by Jane Austen. Uh, Helen Burns from Jane Eyre by mm-hmm. Charlotte Bronte. Mm-hmm. Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Fidgety Phil, who yeah. we've talked to. yep, um, Anne Shirley. Uh, Anne Shirley Classic. is from Anne, and, Anne of Green Gables. Ah, the, the titular Anne. Anne from Anne of Green Gables, okay, which okay. that tracks to me. Uh, Maria from The Sound of Music. Classic. Mm-hmm. Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind. Hmm. Uh, and apparently King
1: Henry Eighth. All right. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. That one I did not see coming, admittedly.
0: Yeah, that's super fair. Uh, some other ones, too, are like Doug, the dog, and mm. up. Literally go squirrel! That one. Yeah. yeah.
1: Great A plus representation. There. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Daniel Hillard and Mrs. Doubtfire. That's Robin Williams' mm, character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dory from Finding Nemo is another one. Okay. Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon. Mm. Yeah. And Maria von Trapp. That's in Sound of Music. You said that.
1: Oh. Yep. That's okay. She's great. There's a whole song about how much that makes sense at the beginning of that musical. Yes. How do you catch a cloud and pin it down? Yes. That's the line they reference. So. So. There you have it. That's it. Episode done. I do have a question. <laughs> oh, you have a question? So if Emma from Emma possibly has ADHD, would that mean by extension that Cher in Clueless has ADHD? Because it's based on Emma and she's the Emma character? I mean... That sounds like a good headcanon to me. Hell yeah.
0: I haven't seen Clueless in a while, but I have seen it a few times.
1: Didn't we watch Clueless like a month ago? No. What? We did not watch Clueless. Oh my God, I watched Clueless with Bailey. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, no,
0: it's okay. I was like, I, I love you. We watched A Night at the
1: Roxbury recently. <laughs> we sure did. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> it was a learning experience for it, sure.
0: It sure did not hold up, mm. but it also did still make me laugh real hard. It's an experience. There's so much of it that that is genuinely
1: so funny, and so much of it that it's like, wow. Oh, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna claim that though. I'm gonna say Cher from uh, Clueless. Yes. Yep, I see it, I feel it, mm-hmm. I feel seen mm-hmm. by it. Yeah, and I wish I was her sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also had uh, Dora from Shiro. Oh, Dora! Yes, uh, head cannoned ADHD, I suppose. Yeah, Adora is sort
0: of headcanon, but also sort of technically canon, mm-hmm. because a lot of Adora's personality and behavioral stuff was mm-hmm. apparently taken from a lot of Noelle Stevenson's sort of life experience the Right. Writer. And she has come out and said that she thinks that Adora has ADHD because she has ADHD. Right. Um, and she wrote a lot of those sort of behavior and personality traits that we see a lot with ADHD. But there's mm-hmm. no like, you know, when you're watching She-Ra yeah. There's no canonical
1: sort of existence of ADHD, I don't think. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that's a one that I've noticed a lot in some of these, like, headcanons mm-hmm. is, like, we recognize those symptoms, but a lot of them, I don't want to pin this as, like, an excuse, mm-hmm. but just contextually, like, Adora, like, Emma, like, Helen Burns from Jane Eyre, like, Cora from Legend of Korra, like, they're not in systems where there was... A term for that you know some of these are you know fantastical you mean that the avatar
0: isn't clinically diagnosed with <laughs> attention deficit hyperactivity disorder
1: you know no i don't remember an episode where the avatar goes to therapy wow well, cora really should have though i wish that yeah. cora could
0: have gone to therapy she really deserved that
1: yeah i don't think that the dsm exists in the avatar universe that's probably a good though. Yeah. No sh- Well,
0: I'm not gonna <laughs> critique the DSM. We all do that <laughs> enough. Just know that I am judging and critiquing the DSM in my head.
1: Yep. Yep. For everyone listening to this in their earbuds, as someone who is sitting directly across from Lex, I can feel the judgment. It is palpable, it is real.
0: But it's not meant for you, so it's just kind of like you're, you're – Yes. It, it, I'm just it,
1: perceiving it. Yeah, no. It's I'm just, just bearing witness.
0: Yeah, no. There's there's a shield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are but a essential worker behind a plastic shield, and I am a no white woman <laughs> just existing, huh?
1: Um, I think in that – I think if that were the true comparison, I would be hurt a lot more by your waves of judgment because – it would be grocery store p p e doesn't do shit, yeah
0: i I know that I said we we're gonna take us out of this reality <laughs> we're
1: stuck in, but apparently it's just deep in there, um I'll just say i'm I'm like the midwife to these feelings coming out of you. they're and not mine, that's they don't affect technically me. not worse, but it it felt worse. <laughs> felt like a lot I took some psychological damage let's just accept that there's not a good metaphor for this and uh move on I suppose yeah that seems like the best way to handle this all right so (laughs) just media am I right um yeah so I mean
0: let's talk about Coding, right? Yes. I I know that there's a lot of talk about, like, code switching and characters being queer coded or, like, coded with various types of personality traits, Mm -hmm. uh, coded with different sorts of, like, ethnicities and race. Like, Mm -hmm. there's lots of different Mm -hmm. ways to code identities in the writing process of, you know, the people who are creating media with fictional characters, right? right? Right. So what does that mean, then? Coding... At least, is how I understand it, mm-hmm. is sort of like the subtext of right. a character's behavior, identity, personality, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's something that's not explicitly stated canonically, mm-hmm. but you can tell, and it's purposeful on the end of the writer. Right. 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 Um, that makes sense. And so I think that part of that, right, because some of it is like coded with adhd mm-hmm. and some of it is like i don't know. like emma's not coded with adhd because i doubt that jane austen was sitting there and like how can i weave this subtext in here so that my protagonist is showing clear signs of like hysteria or whatever the f- they called it probably um <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so yeah like, I guess, like, we are sort of using that term sort of loosely, I think, Mm -hmm. when it Mm -hmm. comes to ADHD. But I feel like people hear it the most often with queer coding. Right. Because there have been so many fictional characters where they weren't allowed Mm -hmm. to canonically state within a TV show or a play or movie or anything, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they couldn't explicitly show or state that a character was queer. Right, right. So they would add, like, subtextual sort of clues or write them in a way where, like, the intention was sort of there the whole time, but they couldn't explicitly call it out. So there is a little bit of a difference there in that, like, you know, different types of oppression, I guess, that, you know, because obviously people with mental health, uh, like, well, basically anyone who doesn't have a neurotypical, totally, quote unquote, normal brain, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of historical oppression that has happened for people who don't think the way that others do so Mm -hmm. and that's not i don't mean like free speech like they don't behave the way you know yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like i mean like when our brain chemistry works differently yes that history and the world were not like people historically weren't always kind yeah to uh yeah the system was not built for those ways of yes and uh Still, you know, we still deal with a lot of that stuff now, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to, like, try and compare it to, like, being oppressed as a queer person. Because that's, like, it's like apples and oranges almost, right? So. Yeah. I guess that's, like, I am this is a really roundabout way of saying it, but just basically, like, when we talk about coded as ADHD, Mm -hmm. I think we're talking about, like, characters that aren't canonically ADHD, but either they were written in such
1: a way that, like, we recognize those symptoms. Right. Right? Um, Either... Intentionally or unintentionally, or would you say something being quote unquote coded has to be with intent from the author? So that's the thing, right? Is like they talk about it has
0: to be intentional, right? In, okay, in the subtext that's put in there. But mm-hmm. when you think of like something like ADHD, mm-hmm. it's not like Jane Austen was thinking about Emma having ADHD, right? right? Like right. Emma was flighty, rambunctious, and impulsive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and had very strong emotional reactions Mm -hmm. and you know so all of these things that like her intention was to describe Emma as this quote unquote type of girl right right which is a whole thing with this piece of media I feel like Mm -hmm. some interesting characteristics at least I noticed between that sort of ADHD character type that's Mm -hmm. a younger woman Mm -hmm. usually white but not always Mm -hmm. but usually white Mm Because, you know, media. Yeah. You know. So usually a young femme presenting character mm -hmm. who is separate Mm -hmm. from other young women. Right. And sometimes that type is almost put forward in a way of, like, young girls who act like boys.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a really interesting tie, Mm -hmm. like an interesting sort of connection to look at and also yeah. like how that sometimes kind of ties to the idea of like the manic pixie dream girl right 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 um not super directly but do you know what i mean like yeah someone who's different and special and yes has these flaws that are also her strengths and like there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack there oh that's
1: yeah my, oh yeah and i mean even going back to that idea of like girls who who behave more like boys mm-hmm. that's that's a representation challenge because that's not the predominant way that ADHD presents in women. Yeah. Yes. So, oh, yeah, that's... I guess, yeah, a lot of these examples aren't great. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that's kind of what this boils down to yeah. is there's not, there's not a ton of representation. There's not quantitatively a lot and there's not qualitatively a lot. Yeah. Yep. And then I think it's
0: interesting that, like, one of the lists that I sort of found, right, was, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: characters that people think are ADHD coded, right? Or, like, mm-hmm. Dory from Finding Nemo. And it's, like, she's a fish who has a, an issue with remembering yeah. things because she's a fish. Like, so I think there's some level. Like, and then Doug, the dog. Mm-hmm.
1: Who is a dog. Who is a do- Yeah, I think there's, like, some interesting sort of, I think if of, you like, anthropomorphized any dog, they'd have ADHD. Sure,
0: I, I would argue maybe not all of them, but, like, a good chunk of them. hmm Still, though, like, yeah. some of the most pointed to representations of ADHD in, like, popular media is animals who are
1: one-dimensional. That's not great. It's not great. That's – well, and that's one thing that – that's where, for example, Helen Burns from Jane Eyre, who we've mentioned before, is not – you know, explicitly said to have ADHD because this book was published in 1847. Mm-hmm. But like one of the things that she says about herself, which honestly, to me, feels like some of the clearest representation of inattentive ADHD that I've ever seen. For context, Helen Burns is a character in the first part of the book that Jane Eyre as a young girl meets when she is at school. And Jane notices that she is getting treated differently by teachers and starts to talk to her about it. And this is a a quote from the book. Helen is talking about herself and the way that she learns. And she says, I am, as Miss Scatcherd said slatternly, I seldom put and never keep things in order. I am careless. I forget rules. I read when I should learn my lessons. I have no method. And sometimes I say, like you, I cannot bear to be subjected to systematic arrangements. And that's... Totally not relatable. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But what's so interesting, too, is it's not said quite as explicitly, but Helen like I said, gets kind of treated differently and punished by the teachers. And she never kind of stands up for herself the way Jane wants her to. She just takes it very personally. So we even see that element of RSD Mm -hmm. coming in. And, you know, like I said, this book was published in the mid-1800s. So that's not like, you know, Charlotte Bronte was reading the manuals and Mm -hmm. studying up on these things. But that's such a clear picture Mm -hmm. that I can't make assumptions, but I would bet that this character was inspired by somebody that Charlotte Bronte knew who would likely be diagnosed with ADHD today.
0: Yeah. So. That's fair. It's one of those things, right, where so many people have seen themselves in these characters mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and seen their own symptoms and behaviors in these characters that it's like, it's not technically ADHD coded, but at this point it feels like we've sort of imposed that on you know what I mean? Yeah. And and, it, and I think your your guess is probably correct, but also, like, can't say for sure. But, like, right. you know what I mean? It, but we it can seems... look at that
1: collection of symptoms in a character the same way someone would look at mm-hmm. a collection of symptoms in a person and say yeah. that fits this cluster mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. things that fall under ADHD. Yeah. Well,
0: and obviously, I guess one caveat, and I'm not saying that we're doing this, but, mm-hmm. like, one caveat is... Just to add that like these are characters. Yeah. They're, they're fictional characters. So they're not moral, ethical entities, right? They're they're not beings. They're just characters yeah. in stories. Yeah. And so like on the one hand, it doesn't matter one way or the other technically, right? Yeah. If if characters have ADHD or not. But stories mean something. Yeah. And characters means something because we see ourselves in characters, Yes, you know? And I mean, again, Mm -hmm. we don't need to tell you all why representation is important, but not seeing yourself represented Mm -hmm. in a clear way can be really damaging. And so luckily there are these characters, Mm -hmm. right, that people can point to historically, but there's also characters that you can point to that it's like super insulting and a huge bummer that that's like what kids apparently you know are exposed to so whether someone has adhd or not they're still gonna meet somebody Mm -hmm. who has adhd at Mm -hmm. some point in their lives right and so i I do think that representation is really important for empathy yeah we've like people have done tons of studies on that and Mm -hmm. again we don't need to stress how important representation is but like it is something that you know has an effect on us. Yeah. Like it has yes. a
1: positive effect, I think, for people with ADHD to be able to look back at a book from mm-hmm. the 1800s, be able to look at Emma, be able to look at people in modern media and say there are people like me. And especially mm-hmm. I never read them. I think I missed that boat a little bit. But the Percy Jackson books, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a, a huge Part of the reason that those were popular is because there's explicit ADHD representation and they go to lengths to portray it as a good positive thing. Oh, yeah.
0: The whole thing with Percy Jackson is that it's about Mm half-bloods, these children, these Mm -hmm. literal teenage children Who are half human, half God. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with like the Greek gods, but then there's also the Roman versions of those gods. Oh, who, really? Mm-hmm, oh. Yeah, no, there's spin off series. Hmm. Not spin off, there's another second series to the original Percy um. Jackson series that talks more about and focuses on, like, the Roman half, half-bloods. But they go to Camp Half-Blood, and, like, uh-huh. they mm-hmm. live in cabins based on who their godly parent is. <laughs> um I cannot believe you didn't read these. I loved these books. And, it, like, it yeah, so there's a lot of cool stuff in those books. A lot of really interesting ways to look at Greek and Roman mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh Rick Riordan also has a series about, like, Egyptian mythology. Oh, dope. And I know that there's some criticisms of whatever, but there's always criticism of everything all the time. Sure, sure. I just don't, I don't have the energy to keep up sometimes, you know. But with, excuse me, with the Percy Jackson series, Mm -hmm. they all have ADHD. Yeah. Or they all have these powers from being Mm -hmm. demigods Mm -hmm. that they get diagnosed with ADHD in the quote unquote real world. And then later on when they're like old enough or get introduced to it, they go to camp half blood.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a quote from, I don't know if this is the book or the movie, but they kind of lay it out as like, you're impulsive, you can't sit still in the classroom, that's your battlefield reflexes, your attention problems are because you see too much, not too little, and your Mm -hmm. senses are better than mere mortals. So that's a a very pointed effort to frame those symptoms as, as other people say, like a superpower. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's definitely refreshing especially if you've been in a a point in your life where those are causing you harm or people are Mm -hmm. looking down on you because of those things to see that. Yeah, no, definitely one of those things that
0: I didn't know I had ADHD when I was reading those books. Mm -hmm. But looking back, that is such a great, like, obviously, again, everything's flawed in some way. Mm -hmm. Nothing is perfect. There's no such thing as perfect representation. Mm -hmm. But it is really cool that there's this cornerstone for, like, a whole generation of people who can look at those characters and canonically be like, oh, you know, and I think that's fantastical sort of comparisons to demigods aside. Like, it's just really empowering. Yeah. And I think that's really dope. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm sort of curious because we've just, we've talked about a lot of different characters, right? And we've Mm -hmm. talked about, like, some good and bad sort of ramifications. Yeah. Right. Like, people thinking we're stupid mm-hmm. or, like, just forgetful to a harmful extent, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, no one's perfect. Sometimes that <laughs> does happen, but, like, again, yeah. for that to be the only representation yes. of ADHD that people have is, like, a focal point, right? Mm-hmm. Like... Hello? Yeah. But I I am sort of curious to, or not curious, I I do want to sort of talk a little bit more about, like, the different types Mm -hmm. that we see. Because we've touched on, I think, a lot. And this probably is because of who we are as people and, like, the gender identities that we've grown up with, Mm -hmm. right? The young girl Mm -hmm. who's a little feral, kind of, like, has lots of gumption,
1: Yeah, you know. But it was
0: also, like, her head's in the clouds and, you know. I got um, that a lot hmm Mm-hmm. But like that sort of scale, right, between an attentive combined and, and uh, yeah uh, hyperactive, but like <laughs> But like yeah, so you see like the the range, but it's always like the sort of commonality, right? Of like mm-hmm. she doesn't have a lot of friends, but the few friends she does have are really close and they yep. get her. Yep. Uh and, you know, for a lot of the main problems in the stories mm-hmm. are caused by her her flaws. Yeah. But then they're also solved by those same traits yeah. that are then turned around to be strengths instead mm-hmm. of flaws. And mm-hmm. there's this whole sort of arc that this sort of stereotypical girl with what may or may not be ADHD mm-hmm. sort of behaves as. Like you you see Anne of Green Gables, mm-hmm. Anne Shirley, it's a great example, mm-hmm. uh, has a hard time paying attention in class, is smart as a whip, sharp as a tack, but like... Super impulsive and talkative, daydreamy, right. but incredibly creative, mm-hmm. and will just do anything that she decides sounds fun, yeah. and will do it to the fullest extent possible. I know I'm going on this description for a while, and Shirley is one of those characters that I, growing up, really identified strongly oh, with. sure, sure. My mom and I used to watch Anne of Green Gables Gotcha, together. gotcha.
1: Um, I think and- that's another one that I missed out on. I don't think I ever yeah it's
0: it's really sweet i would Mm -hmm. recommend it um but again right like that's just that one type and it it, it makes sense that we've been talking about that type right yeah uh, i I think like the other types would be sort of the big one we see in a lot of media which is the young primarily white boy Mm -hmm. not always Mm -hmm. i've seen some people say that miles morales from spider man into the spider verse Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. um shows some traits of adhd and Mm -hmm. i think that's seems accurate mm-hmm. i haven't seen that movie lately like i've seen it probably three times but mm-hmm. it was a long time ago yeah. so like i don't want to just like be like
1: yeah but i see it i see it yeah it's a yeah great movie. so i've
0: seen some people make that connection but a lot of the time it is like the young white boy who's hyperactive mm-hmm. and has all of the stereotypical quote-unquote adhd behavioral that very class clown mm-hmm. kind of stereotype mm-hmm. yeah Uh, Very seldom the protagonist often seems to be, like, the best friend figure for the protagonist. Mm -hmm. Not always, but, like, a lot of the time that seems to be the the sort of focus for, like, what ADHD looks like in media. And then I feel like the third type is, like, the subhuman. Like the animals? Like. Comparing to animals to, it's it's like, I, I feel like, yeah, like, animals and, like, one-dimensional characters, mm, you know, mm, but mm. primarily, like, when it's just straight-up, like, characters that aren't even people yeah (laughs) like there's a lot to unpack there but then also it makes me think of like basically how people who are ace or people who are on the spectrum are Mm -hmm. coded as robots right totally you know different reasoning for those two things but like that those are two communities that are often coded as like literally
1: robotic and inhuman yeah and i think Um, that there's an underlying theme to both of those mm -hmm. as like you are lacking something yeah that we all we, I say, is like the neurotypicals. Yes, yeah. fundamental. Yeah,
0: yes. And um, you're useful. You can be useful. You mm-hmm. have skills. You have you know things to bring, but it's not complete. Yeah. Um, and I think it's other. Yes. Yeah. So very othering. Very. I shouldn't say subhuman, but like the other, the outsider. Yes. And that also can sometimes show up in the character who's a complete loner, mm-hmm. right? Um, you mm-hmm. think about like like Tom Sawyer. Has a few friends, but, like,
1: mm-hmm. just
0: kind of soft off. Yeah. <laughs> Goes on some adventures and shit with Huckleberry Finn or whatever, so. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Grandpa. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But anyways, yeah, so, like, those were sort of the three categories that I sort of put everything into, right? Yeah. It was, like, the young, hyperactive boy, the vaguely feral little girl who's not behaving the way she's supposed to. The, like, pre man the pixie dream
1: girl. Yes.
0: Yeah. No, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. And then that third category of just like other mm-hmm. and not in a D all of the above sort of way, like a literally othering. Yes. And so I guess uh, I would be curious to hear like what you think
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, or if you think there are other categories or obviously no, that like, that, you can't boil it down to yeah. just three, right? Like, and I'm not like saying this is the definitive end all be all, but. But that
1: tracks. And I, yeah. I think that it also, it really illustrates how poor the representation is. Yeah because I mean I can say personally I as a human being don't fall in in any of those three categories. I don't mm-hmm. honestly identify with any of those character types that much mm-hmm. but I'm still ADHD. Yeah, I guess my, my question
0: would be then then like what what characters did you see yourself in when you were growing up you know and like mm. do you think that they looking back at them are mm-hmm. sort of coded with those, behavioral or neurodivergent traits and behaviors and stuff or like you know this is like I know we started out with a lot of goofs but like this is actually we're like genuinely getting into like a real discussion right now and I'm like wow this strange. is so boring but like at the same time we're actually talking about things of substance on our podcast wild hello um
1: i mean i i think a lot of the characters that i identified with were coded probably with other mental health things Mm. just because I have an attempt of type ADHD. So a lot of the characters that I mean, as you put it, all of the types of human character that you outlined have an impulsive element. And I Mm. don't experience that on the same scale. I mean, I, you know, have some impulsivity of like, oh, I want to do this right now, but Mm -hmm. not not in an entertaining sense. No one's going to write about it. <laughs> well, oh, okay. I guess. I didn't experience it as a defining character trait because of the other things going on in my life and my psyche. Right. So, I mean, I loved Chasing Vermeer in the sequels mm-hmm. when I was a kid, um, and I really identified with Petra. And I haven't read those books in a while, but she was, I think, smart beyond her age mm-hmm. and to some degree impulsive and to some degree like outside of the way she was expected to act and probably a little bit more impulsive but more Mm -hmm. yeah more of that mental hyperactivity than the physical yeah and again it's been a long time since i've read that book so i you know see less of myself in characters who i think would be really obvious adhd representation Mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah what about you
0: yeah, I mean, I mentioned Anne of Green Gables. Mm-hmm. It's pretty classic. And I think there are a lot of people who relate to Anne of Green Gables. I think Yeah. That, like, she, she does seem to be a character that resonates with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't want to say that, like, you have ADHD if you relate to Anne yeah. Shirley, because that's <laughs> wild. It's a wild diagnostic criteria to throw into the DSM for you. Yeah. When I was younger, I think what really stuck with me, right, about characters like Anne Shirley... Like, I, I mentioned Anne Shirley... But when I think about characters that I really identified with, like, to me, it didn't matter as much about, like, race or gender or any of those things. Like, Mm -hmm. to me, it was whether a character felt like they were trying their best but not hitting the mark, Mm -hmm. like, not fitting in, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And then oftentimes the stories that would resonate with me the most were the stories of people who had some sort of flaws, Mm -hmm. right, in their, Mm -hmm. like, or perceived flaws in their character and their Mm -hmm. behavior and their personality. But then it turns out that the reason is because they are part God or magical or from a different planet or, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of character that feels othered Mm -hmm. and feels like an outsider. But it turns out they're not an outsider. Yeah. They're just not in the right place. Yeah. And so... I think that had a lot of, like a big impact on my psyche of like mm-hmm. characters who had these ADHD type personality yeah. traits and behaviors that sort of made them a little out of
1: step. Yeah. with the rest of the team. Like they were perfectly functional just not for the situation they were in. Yeah. Kind of a feeling, yes. yeah. I, and then I feel that, I feel that.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then that that satisfaction of finding a perfect square for the square hole you know Mm -hmm. like feeling Mm -hmm. that relief and power right how empowering it is when those character arcs get to the point where they begin to like really blossom and grow because Mm -hmm. they learn how to work with these strengths right that these things that turn out to be strengths and not flaws at all and Mm so for me really there is like percy jackson was pretty big but like again I didn't know I had ADHD at the time so I think it's kind of similar right where it's hard to think back like but it's interesting because I think back of like what character types that I like relate to the most and that's it right Mm -hmm. and
1: that often overlaps with that sort of ADHD type right Yeah, absolutely Um, whereas like I am looking at type really resonated with like the older sister types of like the people mm -hmm. who were really smart but they had to be yeah. So,
0: yeah, no, well, I mean, we, one of the things that Jordan and I talked about pretty early on in our friendship was like, what sort of vibes do we give off, like, in any given situation?
1: <laughs> I think that's pretty much how we became friends. Basically, but like, <laughs> yeah.
0: we sort of decided that Jordan has big, like, 80s movie best friend energy.
1: Best friend in a rom com.
0: Yep. Yeah, like, totally mom-friend prepared, Mm -hmm. uh, nurturing and caring, but also, like, will kill someone for you and help hide the body. Like, a little bit wacky. Yeah, but, like... But trustworthy. Yes, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then what was was mine again? I think yours very specifically was, like, a low-powered witch- who sits in a women's restroom at a club and compliments drunk girls and uses magic to fix their makeup.
0: Oh, yep, yep. And it's just like it's like sitting, sit, sitting up on in the, the, the counter, window smelling like, a yeah, cigarette. No, yep,
1: yep. Like a clove cigarette probably. Yep. Yes. <sighs> yeah, so that's a little bit more yeah.
0: Niche. <laughs> but like <laughs> but, but that that sort of like
1: not totally human. Not like morally gray but entertaining. Yeah. Somewhere between, like, chaotic good and true neutral. So, like, chaotic neutral, yeah, I think. so
0: often on those, like, tag yourself. Like, mm-hmm. where do you fall on the... Mm-hmm. On the... Alignment chart? Yeah, where do you fall on the alignment chart? But yeah. it's, like, half the time I land on, like, chaotic good. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a third of the time I land on chaotic good. But, like, two-thirds, it's almost always, like, chaotic evil. And I'm, like, <laughs> I don't mean to. Like, I don't mean to sit that way or, like, hold a pen that way. Like, it's just the most trivial things, right? Or, like, one of them was, like, how you hold your drink. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. And I can't remember what chaotic (laughs) evil... Like, because chaotic evil wasn't the, like, grab it around the rim. I think chaotic evil
1: was just, like, putting your hand halfway in the cup and grabbing the side of it. Yeah, okay, so not that (laughs) one.
0: Oh, yeah, no, mine was uh, lawful evil, which is when you grab the... I think we've all done that
1: sometimes though. Yeah, so no. I don't know how
0: reliable that one's. That one feels very circumstantial. That one feels very like, I don't know, like when I when I first watched Bly Manor and Danny, played by Victoria Petretti, just like is sitting at the bar, uh-huh. picks up the beer with her hand on top of the cup mm-hmm. around the rim, and it's almost full. Mm-hmm. And just tips it and sips it like that while like looking at a newspaper. And it is so Funny. It's a very
1: specific mood.
0: But also, like, I hate that I've done that. <laughs> Especially with, like, being hunched over and you just kind of mm-hmm. like, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyways. <laughs> That's relatable. I would be lying if I said I hadn't done that, but it's usually just when the coffee cup's hot. Well, yeah, and so
0: I think you're, like, that is very circumstantial. But anyways, I I don't mean to fall on so much in the evil row or column or whatever. I don't think you're evil. But, like... I don't think I'm evil either, but I do think I'm definitely in that morally gray area as a person. And I just, we all need to accept that. Oh, yeah. Let's just say that up front right now. Okay? Kay? As your
1: hydro flask says, chaotic stupid. Yeah. I love you. It's like a sticker. It doesn't say, like, doesn't talk. <laughs>
0: That'd be wild.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ha- you pay oh, so extra for the hydro flask to just dunk on you? Yeah. Oh, what? I got some good stickers on here. Honestly, I feel like that'd be really helpful if there was a hydro flask that was like, "You bought me to stay hydrated, you stupid. B-. Drink some water." Yeah. My God. Yeah. You're
0: looking crusty. Yeah. Wow. I really do have some stickers on here. You do. You do. One of them just says, "Yeehaw." Yeehaw. Official Bigfoot Search Team.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a crystal
0: mm-hmm. ball and it just says babe with the power. It's a good one. Thank you.
1: I don't have my water bottle here because I'm just drinking juice, but juice. I respect your sticker game. And uh, Hydro Flask, call us. We have an idea for you. I think we could work out a sponsorship. Yeah, I'll have your people call our people.
0: Yeah, by that Jordan means call Jordan because yeah. I, I am not on that end of things <laughs> at all. I'm our people. Yeah. Might as well just be up front that I'm not the business, uh, I'm not the one with the business acumen. Well, yeah, but it feels a little
1: bit desperate to be like, Hydroflask, call me. Fair. Um, <laughs> I am
0: really horrified by Hydra the flask idea of having a- slide
1: them. into these DMs. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry, what were you horrified by? I
0: was just thinking about like a Hydroflask like filled with like lube. Ew, was, like, God! Like DMs. I know, I know. What that went real bad real fast. That's why I made a bad face. Because mm. my brain was mm. like, hey, what if a Hydro Flask was just full of lube? And <laughs> I, I said, hey brain? hey, brain, why the fuck do you care? And my brain was like, didn't. But now I thought about it. Now I got to see it through. We started this journey. The I... doors are locked. Let me out.
1: <laughs> Let me out. I don't like it here. This is not a nice place.
0: Yeah. Um, anyways,
1: so <sighs> So going back to that idea of
0: <laughs> character types. Yeah. I
1: can't believe I was like, wow, we're actually talking about things of substance on our podcast. And then <laughs> as, as like, soon as we've as done I said that it. too long. Can I interest you in a hydro flask filled with lube? That'll be $20. Thank you, everyone. It's actually a really good deal for a Hydro Flask, so. Yeah,
0: no, uh, that'll be, um, okay, thank you, Shark Tank. I uh, will catch you later. I don't know how that show works. I don't watch it. (laughs) Don't either. Why would I watch Shark Tank? No idea. Should I? Maybe, but I don't want to. Can't make me. I wasn't gonna. Can't make me participate in actively trying
1: to be venture capitalist. I absolutely was not going to do that. Um, Let's finish this episode, though, because I have to pee. So what kind of representation would you like to see is my next question. I want more Juno McGuff's.
0: I want more characters who are not quite so quote-unquote stereotypical Mm -hmm. ADHD, Mm -hmm. right? But, like, what seems actually accurate to what it's like to be someone who's not a cisgender white man
1: mm-hmm. or
0: a cisgender white boy who's neurodivergent. I mm-hmm. uh, I guess we didn't really touch on Juno that much, but Juno McGuff canonically has ADHD, mm-hmm. um, and Juno is the movie about the girl who gets pregnant and is starring Elliot Page and Michael Sarah. So, like, if you don't know, I don't know how to help you. You should watch it. I really like it. It's one of my favorite movies of, like, all time. Me and my cousin, uh, Marmar, can quote probably the whole thing word for word. But there, there's this sort of emotional vulnerability combined with impulsivity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also combined with this coping mechanism of, like, humor and sarcasm and wits yeah. to cover up just how deeply scared and alone, she feels. Yeah. Does that make sense? I Absolutely. Don't... That like... Yeah, she gets pregnant in high school, decides to have the baby and give it up for adoption, mm-hmm. uh, finds parents to adopt the baby, uh, played by um, Jennifer Garner and... I don't remember who plays the dad. Who Me cares? Um, Jennifer Garner's the only one who matters yeah. in, that, in that area of the movie, but she gets to know the parents... Like the seem to be parents of the child she's carrying, and mm-hmm. she's going through being a high schooler mm-hmm. who's pregnant and mm-hmm. still going to school and not even dating the person who the baby was conceived with. <laughs> Can't get over this play by Michael Sarah. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Who admittedly has all of the sex appeal of boys in high school, as far as I remember, which is to say, none. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But I, I think that sort of just the way that she copes with ADHD mm-hmm.
0: and that like clearly so smart and mm-hmm. has ideas and plans and is creative mm-hmm. but doesn't necessarily have the tools yeah. to make those things happen in a yeah. way that society deems
1: appropriate. And what I really appreciate about her story is it's not about her having ADHD and yes. it's not any problem that is typically adhd oriented like she's not having problems in school and figuring out how to try to get mm-hmm. her grades up and mm-hmm. remember stuff but the thought pattern mm-hmm. and how she solves the problems she does have yeah makes so much sense to me
0: yes yeah also she has a hamburger phone
1: yeah that was dope yeah like man i wanted a hamburger phone so bad that makes me want to um, get a landline there's no reason for that but like a uh, hamburger phone yeah I
0: just oh man i and 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 the thing that I really appreciate, right, is like obviously still a representation in terms of like again, not a character that's based around their a d h d but a f like a fully fleshed out character who also is played by such a good actor, yeah, like Elliot page, like they are just so. I know that we all love Elliot Page. I know that. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm, like, preaching to the proverbial choir. Yeah. I know that.
1: But he knocks that one out of the park.
0: Yeah, no, like, Elliot Page, just the the skill to play that role Mm -hmm. in such a way that makes it really, truly believable and heartfelt
1: Mm -hmm.
0: while still being entertaining.
1: Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That balance, like, they, like, oh. Being able to do the comedy and the Mm -hmm. nuance at the same time. Yes, like, he, like, yeah, he
0: knocked that one out of the f***ing
1: park. So, again,
0: I know we all know this. I know we all love Elliot Page. Juno is good, the podcast. Yeah, basically. And it it doesn't help that that movie came out in, what, 2007, 2008? So, like, right when we were both, like, mid-middle school going into high school sort of range. So, that... Ooh, so formative for me, generally, um, but also, like, looking back, mm-hmm. just really, like, yeah, feeling so seen by the way that Juno as a character copes yeah. with her situation and with her life generally. Yeah. That's I didn't really... actually
1: see that movie until I watched it with you. Mm-hmm. But A, the soundtrack was formative yeah. for that time, yes. even if I hadn't yes. seen the movie. And B, I didn't think it was a movie I was gonna relate to because it's not a problem that would ever be in my sphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But I, then, yeah. like I said earlier, and like you've articulated, because the way that Juno handles her problems mm-hmm. and the depth that is there in the thought process mm-hmm. makes so much sense, mm-hmm. I, I really did. And I yeah, really, yeah, really related to yeah.
0: her. Well, it's like, technically, is it a Is it a movie about teen pregnancy? Technically, yes. Mm -hmm. But if someone's like, what's Juno about? Like, really? Like, what are the themes in the movie Juno? I'm not going to be like, babies. Yeah, it's not a commentary on teen pregnancy, really, at all. Yeah, I mean, some people do like to read it as a either... Some people like to read it as a pro-choice Sort of narrative. So people like to use it as like a pro life sort of narrative, and then I'm sitting here like hamburger Elliot, phone. Like, <laughs> well, like, but also like hamburger phone and Elliot Page, Jennifer Garner, the the actor who plays Juno's dad. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, what is his name? No idea. I'm so sorry, but he. Um, I'm gonna. It's gonna bother me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but like you're telling me that Jennifer Garner, Elliot Page. And Scott Pilgrim himself, Michael Sarah, right? <laughs> like, you're telling me that... Oh, J.K. Simmons. Mm. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. You know, you're telling me that those actors are in a movie that completely misaligns with their political views? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so I just, yeah, I, I do think that there's a lot of controversy surrounding that movie. Mm-hmm. And I get it from a, like, cultural perspective, but from an ADHD and personhood perspective, it smacks
1: absolute ass. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Thanks a heap, Coyote Ugly. This cactus almost stings as much as your abandonment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so impressed with how quickly you whipped that out and the commitment that was deep, deep Mm deep-rooted. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. I don't know what I would do without you. There was some blue shit gunk in my
0: urn. Did you barf in my urn? <laughs> I would I would never barf in your urn.
1: That's not
0: <laughs> I really Liberty don't... Bell, if you put one more bacon on that potato, I'm gonna kick your little monkey butt. <laughs> I know, I told you,
1: like almost word for word. No, it's incredible. I just feel guilty because I feel like I'm not holding up my end of the uh Juno quoting bargain here. You know what? I'm just gonna know
0: that Marmar listens to this podcast. Hi Marmar. Hi hey, Marmar. And will probably say the other parts of the quote out loud.
1: Oh, perfect. Wherever she listens. Thank you, Marmar, for picking up my slack. We appreciate you. I love you so much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Now, yeah, no, this is just very, very quickly deteriorated into me just being like, so Juno is the best movie of all time. Here's why.
1: But to... To continue on that train, I will say one of the things that I like about Juno and one of the main things I want to see more about is, I don't want to call it the love languages, but the way that people understand and show affection to each other is so specific to that person. Mm -hmm. That's what I would want to see more of in ADHD representation. Not necessarily like the ADHD characters themselves, but the people in their lives that they love And the people in their lives that they interact with, like, getting to see more of people being intentional about that and how to do that, I think. And Mm -hmm. also, I think it is really necessary for people to see a character that they relate to, especially if they relate to their flaws, be able to be loved. Mm -hmm. And so that would be my, what I would want to put in that stew, that representation stew. Ouchie, bro. <laughs> I didn't mean it as an ouchie. I yeah, just no, mean sorry. it as a You link. just like it was
0: very vulnerable and it sounded a little bit like you were choking up at the end and I can see your face so I know that you're not sad. I'm not but sad. But the audio sort of journey that you just took us on, ouchie bro. Like the I wanna see people with ADHD be loved. <laughs> Ouchy, bro yeah oh uh, i think this one's kind of obvious mm-hmm. but i'm gonna add it to the list anyways pop it in there i would love to see more characters who are not white and not cis and you know maybe have other uh other disabilities yeah yeah no i, I would just i would love to see more more actual people like being represented generally
1: but also with adhd yes
0: yeah i would love that um that'd be great It would be so cool. It's a good thing that we are, you know, writing too many scripts, probably, arguably. But, like, it's a good thing that we do, you know, we're at least putting our uh, proverbial
1: money where our mouth is, you know? It'll be interesting to look back, I think, once those projects are finished and see how many people, unprompted, are like, I wonder if that character has ADHD.
0: Yeah. I wonder if Bigfoot has ADHD. Okay, listen, listen.
1: (laughs) That is the... mm. the question of the ages yeah
0: okay but that implies that we have a script about Bigfoot which we do but they didn't need to know that forget this happened
1: (laughs) (laughs) now I just want to know about which cryptids have ADHD Mm. it's probably a,
0: a good one for next episode Just kidding. I think we already have next episode planned.
1: I think we do, but I think we do need an episode about which cryptids have ADHD. Yeah, I mean... Somewhere on the roster.
0: like In my list of dopamine trampoline stuff, Mm -hmm. like cryptids, there are several different cryptids just on that
1: list, so... Do you want to do that now, or should we save that for the cryptid episode? Let's save that for the cryptid
0: episode, because I know you said you had to pee, and I am quickly losing steam. Okay. Do we have a dopamine trampoline this episode? No, because we were just talking about, like...
1: Characters. Characters. that we love. So yours yeah. was Juno and mine is, I guess that would make mine the uh, Chasing Vermeer and yes. the subsequent books afterwards. Yeah. Uh, which I'm just going to say are dope. I read the first one in fourth grade and it's about these two kids who solve like an art theft mystery. But what's really cool about them is it's an art theft mystery that's set in chicago Mm -hmm. yeah the art is gorgeous uh the books are very smart the two main characters have really good names their names are petra and calder and i feel like that really set the name bar high for me for, like, character names. Like, I don't want to listen to your Matts. No offense to anyone named Matt. There's lots of people that I love named Matt. But, like... I was like, wow, that's a... You know a lot of people named Matt. I do. And if you're a Matt who's listening to this, I care very deeply for you and hope you're having a wonderful time. That was a terrible example. Oh, I'm no. going to try again. <laughs> I don't want your, your Johns or your Marks. Now I'm just listing books of the Bible. I'm doing bad i can't win that one. Please i don't just want your alexas
0: in. please just keep it in <laughs> yeah actually though like f- you jeff bezos i oh, want to sue for emotional damages my name is alexa and my life has been hell
1: and this has been or learned parkour by wholehearted production company yeah sorry that was <laughs> aggressive
0: um you're right you should say it thank you yeah uh i guess We've really just sort of rambled, but I don't think that we really wanted to come at you with some hot and ready energy today, because...
1: We're all acclimatizing to the new year, and getting settled, and going through a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. But we would love to hear if there are any characters that we missed, or... What else I'm do you think? Sh- I'm like sure there see? are. Oh, I'm sure yeah, there right. are. Let us know which characters we missed. How about that? We do want to hear it. We want to hear what characters don't exist yet, but really should. Tell us about your ADHD writing projects. Tell us about what food you would like a phone shaped as. Anything else this week?
0: Stay hydrated.
1: Stay hydrated. Put you know, don't stop
0: paying attention because there are things that we really do need to be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also... Please put your phone away. Like, I, I, I wanted to Set say the, like... Set it down and take a walk. Yeah, like, just... And then you can come back to it. Take a breather, right? Like, yep. there's only so much we can do in, in a calendar day. Yep. So hang in there. We love y'all. We're we glad do. to be back.
1: Mm-hmm. So are the cats. Yes.
0: The cats are, <laughs> cats are quite happy that the Blanket Fort Studio is back in business. Yes,
1: they are. Shall we sign this one out before they tear it down? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. This has been Or Learn Parkour from Wholehearted Production Company.
0: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, any place where cool people find their podcasts, basically.
1: Special thanks to Carisha Perito for our cover art design. You can find her at Hop. that's P-E-T-A-L-H-O-P, on Instagram and Etsy and Twitter. She's got some very cute Valentine's Day stuff up in her shop, so check it out. Yeah, and
0: thank you to Tom Rosenthal for our theme song There is a Dark Place off of the album
1: Keep a Private Room Behind the Shop. You can follow us on the Sochmeads at or Learn Parkour on Twitter, at WeRWPC on Instagram. And on our website, which is wearewpc.com. Yeah, and you can
0: find all those links, plus links to sources, transcripts, music, and social media, and all that good, good,
1: good, 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 good stuff in our description. Side note, thank you for everyone who has been patient with us uploading our transcripts. We are getting those up as soon as we can, and we appreciate you a lot. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, please don't forget to subscribe to this feed wherever you're listening. Yeah, you could also support the
0: show by sharing the show with a friend or family member. Leave us a review. uh, Or, you know, if you're so able, you could support us on Ko-Fi. That is in our link tree, which is on both our Instagram and our Twitter. Sure is. I do have a question for you. For you to take us out on this one. So let's talk about Camp Half-Blood. Let's talk about being a demigod. Mm -hmm. Who would your godly parent be? My gut
1: instinct is Artemis, but I feel like... Part so the of her is, thing was that she didn't yeah. have
0: kids. Yeah, no, Artemis, like, there's a whole thing yeah. where there's, like, a, a legion mm-hmm. of young women uh-huh. who also don't want to uh, get married or anything. Can I be in that? Can I do that one? Hell yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the people who end up in Artemis' group aren't, like, they, they do have other godly parents. Mm. But then they go, to, I can't remember what they're called. I haven't read those books in so long. I should read those books again. Hell yeah, it's 2021. Do something that makes you happy. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know who my parents would be, but I think I want to be in the Artemis Club. Hell yeah, uh, I can, can see that. Do archery and like talk yeah. to deer and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I want, I choose that. I pick that one. Hell yeah. Um, what about you? Based on multiple quizzes mm-hmm.
0: and even some you quizzes, just so, so you know, I invested time into this. That's legit. I've, I have taken time out of my life to take quizzes about percy jackson demigod camp half-blood mm-hmm. cabins
1: because
0: mm-hmm. i am an adult yeah. and i do what i want uh zeus doesn't everyone zeus though i feel no. like he probably has the biggest
1: cabin right
0: no because the big three zeus hades and poseidon since they're like the three most powerful gods mm-hmm. and like the ones who are in charge of like all the big things right uh-huh. and they're brothers. Uh, they, like, made a pact to not have kids, but then, of oh. course, they still f- around and have kids. I was, kids. like, I
1: thought that was kind of Zeus's whole thing. E- sort of. <laughs> but he is still married to Hera.
0: And, mm. like, the whole thing is that, like, there's very few demigods who are children of Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon. And so that's why, like, Percy Jackson is kind of a big deal. Because mm-hmm. he's... He's Poseidon, right? He's a son of Poseidon, Don't. yeah. But, yeah, no. Zeus or Jupiter... Probably Zeus, let's be real. I don't have the discipline to be one of the Roman demigods, but it doesn't matter. This isn't real, but I, I do have a, also, I do have a big affinity for, like, the sky.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, Thunder. Yeah. That's also a great also like, Imagine Dragons song.
0: Yeah, but also, like, <laughs> Zeus, you know, cocky, yeah. but capable, yeah. so, like, you still kind of have to let them do stuff. hmm even though you hate them a little. You just can't stop them. Yeah. Sometimes I do have that energy. Feels about right. Yeah. So. All right.
1: Well, uh, I'm Jordan in the Artemis Club. And I'm Lex, child of Zeus. And this has been more <laughs> Learn Parkour. We'll see you in two weeks.
0: Thunder. <laughs>